0: Hi, I'm Kat Richardson. I'm also... K.R. Richardson, I write strange books that meld mystery with science fiction and or fantasy and then go off in weird directions and I hope you'll enjoy them
1: This is a continuing episode of a series about Kat Richardson's blood orbit Cool, there we are Hey, that's a show, Cat. Thank you Yeah, that was fun Glad I got Yeah, to... I'm
0: having fun. Uh, I've been reading a lot of books that make me go, wow, I hadn't thought of that before. <laughs> so that's, I hope everybody's going to go out and do that anyhow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, oh, it's crazy. I, I pick up some of these books from the 1950s and they're just awesome. So, I mean, they can be bad too, but, but I, I picked up like a, he was the original Hugo Award winner and, uh, I, I'm totally spacing the guy's name right now. And, uh, Oh, I should it's know and I don't. Bester, Alfred Bester. So <laughs> oh Alfred, God, yeah, yeah. And and I didn't read the the one that won the Hugo Award, but he. I read the like his second or third book, which was he only wrote like three books, and uh, his second.
0: Yeah, uh, it was the stars my destination? Thank you. You got it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Demolished Man. I haven't read the others yet. Uh yeah. Oh, it's weird. He's. I'm a, to, I can't remember the third one. I was <laughs> so. I had so much
1: <laughs> fun reading the, uh, the star is my destination. It was like, he had so many interesting, weird ideas. And he kept like, you know, he kept up the rate throughout the whole novel. There was always this new reveal of something going on in society. He just did that so well.
0: Yeah. Well, he's another one of those examples of someone who's talking about what's going on in his current society, but embeds it as science fiction so that people can go, Oh, it's just science fiction. It isn't real. (laughs) I kind
1: of got maybe some of that, but I, I'm too out of the loop on what was on his mind in the fifties. So I, yeah, I, I can only guess, right? <laughs> so I need more context just to really map that out.
0: Yeah, the fact that they still stand up and are still interesting books, God, 70 years later, is right. kind of amazing. The other writer I think is really underrated from that, from that era is Kornbluth. Oh, I haven't read him. Okay. I'm trying to remember his first name. But it's Kornbluth with a K, Cornbluth, oh. and Kali G., a lot of his stuff is kind of funny, but it's funny in a way that makes you go, oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he invented this, uh, oh, Kali G, I can't remember the name of the darn thing. Um, uh, Kali G uh, the, the book name? And the yeah, I can't, no, I can't remember. Cornbluth. I can't remember the name of the book, but it's about an advertising executive. <laughs> <Okay>. um, and... <laughs> He gets stuck with writing ad copy for some weird, controversial stuff that at the time doesn't seem like a big deal, and he ends up getting arrested and sent off to this weird penal colony uh, where eventually where uh, they grow and this was in the '50s, they grow artificial meat in vats. Mm. Because this way you don't have animal cruelty, but you can still have chicken. So <laughs> there is this thing called Chicken Little, and it's just this ever growing giant chicken breast. What <laughs> in a vat. And oh. the um, the political resistance has their meeting spot. They're all in the prison, which is where they grow Chicken Little. And their meeting spot is under uh... Chicken Little gets inducted into the political resistance oh, and they, they poke chicken little so that it retracts and they can climb down under it into the special meeting space that ah, is under the bat oh that's in crazy
1: and like, time 1956
0: is when he writes this oh wow wow i mean the, the ethics of animal agriculture is is kind of embedded in this huh. and the idea of of this you know perpetual meat source that is alive but isn't. It's really creepy, yeah. and yet it, it's kind of played for laughs. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, uh, it sounds like it's irony, right? They're they're protesting very, the, the yeah the the, yeah. the meat source.
0: Wow, under the meat source.
1: <laughs> That's
0: crazy. Oh yeah. uh, he he's amazing and hilarious, and a lot of his stuff is still really relevant in spite of the fact that he was kind of embedding modern you know politics at the time. <laughs> So, if you want to read something as weird as Bester, but funnier, then Kornbluth is the guy to go to. <laughs> okay, Killart, the other guy who writes really weird, funny stuff.
1: As I see. I just looked up a, f- a few, like Frederick Pohl and C.M. Cornbluth's yeah. "The Space Merchants," and then the that's s- it. Is the that space it? Space Merchant. Ah.
0: It's bizarre. <laughs> uh,
1: I could imagine he could. Frederick Paul was into his, 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 his pictures. Some very weird
0: stuff. And then Kornbluth yeah. wrote a bunch of stuff by himself. That's, that's equally what the heck?
1: Wow. They like joined forces apparently. Yeah. And just like said, we're really going to rock this,
0: uh, <laughs> this establishment. Yeah. Rock this stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm starting to remember now the, the, the stars, of my destination. Like, yeah, there were some interesting things like, okay, well, okay. Let me, it's,
0: uh, it's been ages since I read it.
1: Yeah. Oh. I've never read science fiction that just out and out made religion look like a crazy
0: talking thing, <laughs>
1: and only the poor or disenfranchised followed it. You know, got in, were into yeah. that
0: stuff. That was really interesting because but Richard Morgan did that a little bit in Altered Carbon. I with, want with Catholicism. I did,
1: well, I, I don't. Yeah. I didn't get the sense that it was like they were crazy though. So Richard K. Morgan, they were just like yeah. it was like they were like, you know, you could be respectfully uh how do I say you could be a respectable person be religious. But in in the stars my destination, you had to go underground because yeah. people thought you were quite the weirdo.
0: You were a whack job, yeah. Right. <laughs> Why would you do that?
1: Exactly, exactly. And then yeah, I'm trying to think of the other the the well the prison system I don't know if that was social commentary or not that was kind of interesting and uh you know you, when you have this ability to like mm-hmm. teleport they had a when I think of that I mean I felt like as a writer if I wrote that I'd be so frustrated trying to think of ways that I couldn't be abused to make my book not mm-hmm. have uh, plot holes because you know because he had to like think that he must have thought about this for <laughs> freaking a long time because he talked about having mazes in front of in in people's in front of people's houses mm-hmm. so you couldn't spatially know where you're at and you couldn't jaunt into people and rob them and mm-hmm. then he actually did eventually show society where where there's like people using it for bad you know they would jaunt in and mm-hmm. rob people whose locations they could get into, and, could get uh, into yeah. it, and god it's s- been a long time since i read that squatters book squatters and all that so long But he took that he did take that one thing and then Mm -hmm. he really like worked it all over the book and
0: yeah. He tended to do that where he would take one little idea and just, you know, put it all over the place in all kinds of weird iterations and stretch it almost to the breaking point. It's kind of a besterism, I guess. (laughs) It makes me think of all those guys from the golden age and how a lot of them are being rejected now because what they wrote was was from a very specific viewpoint. And of course, politically and socially, things were very different. And so a lot of it is kind of like, oh, don't read that. It's terrible. It's like, some of it is uncomfortable. Some of it is, you know, not where we would sit politically or socially now. But there's still some interesting things going on with how, how they focused on ideas and how they expanded them and how they talked about technology and, and the directions in which they speculated are sometimes very different than what we think about and what we speculate on now. The science fiction continues to be interesting and bizarre. I'm Kat Richardson. I'm also K. R. Richardson. I write strange books that meld mystery with science fiction and/or fantasy, and then go off in weird directions. and I hope you'll enjoy them. Currently working on the second book for the Gaddis Files, following up on Blood Orbit with uh, book two. And I'm hoping that all of you will go out and read some new form of science fiction or fantasy that you haven't read before. And hopefully it will be Blood Orbit, but it could be anything. Go read something that makes you go, wow, I haven't considered that before.
1: We have show notes and we have goodies in the show notes. Like links back to K.R. Richardson's books. Some interviews she's done on YouTube and other things about Noir. Where are the show notes? The show notes show up in your podcast player right there for easy tapping in the palm of your hand or into your laptop. If you don't use a podcast player, go back to the website where you've downloaded this MP3 and you will see the show notes there. This is the final episode of the K.R. Richardson series. If you missed the beginning or somewhere in the middle, you can search up the series page by going to your favorite search engine and type in Sci-Fi Thoughts, K.R. Richardson. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.